You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me with Alicia Watson. How you doing? I hope you're doing fine. I am doing pretty good. I have been taking my own advice from last week's episode and really trying to stay positive and um, peaceful and not stress at all. So what that looks like for me is to recognize the times that we're in, give myself some grace, take it easy when I need to take it easy. Like if I need to lay in the bed and watch um, all the episodes of Desperate Housewives for no reason, um, I did that. And then also when I need to get up and get it into gear, get things organized and, you know, clear up clutter, I did that too. That was my weekend. So um, I like to say it was productive. It was productive in both ways. I think you can be productive while resting too. I think rest is also productive. It's not necessarily defined that way by our culture sometimes, but it is productive to actually rest. As I was decluttering the other day, I came across a manuscript for a book that I had started writing in around 2007 about fear. I remember having had just finished writing my first play and I felt led then to write about fear and its effect on my life and the lives of people I knew. And I also remember being so determined to get this book done. I would do all of this research. I would stake out a space at Starbucks for hours, a few days a week. I would write and write and read and rewrite the same 30 pages over and over again. I was proud of the work that I was doing, but at the same time, I was so frustrated that it wasn't as good as I thought it could be. I had all of this time to write back then. I had no kids. I was not married. I should have been able to knock this book out easily, but I just could not get the book finished for some reason. Then I met my husband and my life changed. I got distracted. I got busier. We got engaged. We got married. We had my son like right away. Then my daughter a little bit after that. And I got further and further away from finishing this book. But if anybody would ask about it, I would say so proudly that I was writing a book. And I was, I was in the process. I just couldn't tell anyone when I was going to finish. Fast forward to 2017, a whole 10 years later, and I got the urge to complete the book again, finally. But when I went back to read it, I realized that what I wrote wasn't for me and it wasn't for the people that I thought needed to read it the most. It was for other writers and other authors and theologians. It was boring. (laughs) It was so boring and it was unrelatable and it was filled with finger wagging and it was just it was just not an interesting read. So I was disappointed because I thought I had like this head start on finishing this book. I was 30 pages in after all, but I ended up wanting to scrap it. Even though I had done all this work and all this research, it just was not what I wanted it to be. And it left me a little discouraged. So I packed it away again. In 2018, I heard God tell me not to make a resolution to lose weight, but instead to write the book that actually did make me an author. 
Secret Donuts, A Journey to Getting Over Your Weight, Aligned with God and Into Your Purpose. I was able to write this book so much more quickly and so much more authentically because of the content, first of all, and because of my motives and because of my determination to get it done, even with kids, even with being married and even with running a business and, you know, whatever else I was doing at the time. After finding that old manuscript the other day, the thought crossed my mind, though, like how many people have books that they have been writing for years but never finish? I personally know a lot of people who have books within them. And I know those who have started books, but haven't finished. I know those who want to write books, those who want to share their stories. They got thoughts. They have ideas about things. They have just creativity, like nonfiction books to write or actually fiction books to write. And they want to share them with the world, but they just cannot get them finished. Then I thought about how I was feeling and what I was doing and that those might be the same reasons they can't get it done either. If you're feeling up to it, now would be an awesome time to complete that book and get it out into the world. The barriers to entry are low. You can self-publish, hybrid publish, traditionally publish. There are lots of ways for you to get that book out and into the world and into people's hands. But the first part is getting your book done. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today. Moving from I'm writing a book to I wrote a book. I'm an author. So maybe you're like me and you want to be an author. So let's talk about the specific obstacles that stood in the way of completing my book the first time. And they even slightly affected me the second time. First of all, I was stuck on making it good. Listen, I get it. You don't set out to write a book that no one will read. That's called a diary. No, you aim to write a book that other people will read and hopefully share. You want it to resonate. You want it to be impactful and you want to do your best at it. So your heart might be in the right place when you're trying to make the book good. But what exactly is good? And who'll be the judge of that? Writing with the wrong audience in mind will have you overthinking and second guessing yourself and what you're writing at every turn. With my book about fear, my audience should have been people who were dealing with fear and and about how it was holding them back. And I might have even told myself that, but where I was mentally and spiritually at the time, I found myself writing for theologians, biblical scholars, other writers, my pastor, my brilliant father, (laughs) Basically, all the people I wanted to view me in a certain way. I was not writing to relate to my reader. I was writing to drop gems. I was writing to show how perceptive and smart I was. I was writing to share divine revelations. The subject matter did not require all of that. When I read that manuscript 10 years later, it was like a textbook. It was dry and sterile and stuffy and not at all like my personality. Trying to make it good made it less like me. I was writing in a voice that was not my own, one that was not authentic to me, and it actually made the book bad. So my first tip to getting it done is to not be stuck on making it good. Make it authentic, make it relatable, make it excellent, but don't be stuck on making it good. And you'll know you're on the right path when what you're writing sparks joy and not frustration. It's not a paper. It's not a graded assignment. This isn't to be graded. Like, what is your actual purpose in writing this? And will it accomplish it? On top of that... For me, I had to make up my mind to write in service to others rather than to myself. Trying to make it good was mainly serving me and my ego. Instead, this is my second tip. Identify your ideal reader and write to her. And that's going to help you with marketing too down the line, by the way. When I focused on my ideal reader that I wanted for and defined for Secret Donuts, I could write to her directly. I could answer her questions. Um, I could speak to her pain and her joy. I could predict where to offer encouragement and determine where to add rebuttals to some of the things that I was saying that she might object to. 
when I read this book now, I actually enjoy it. I learn something. I crack myself up and I've read it like five times already throughout this process of getting it published. I really feel good about it because I know it's going to reach at least that one person I was writing for. I became more satisfied with this book and the way that I was writing when I was no longer writing to receive, but I was writing to give. And that's what actually made it good. So again, write to give, not to make it good. My third tip, just start writing. Don't overthink it. You know how to write. You know how to write. We learn how to write in elementary school. If you forget, thank God for Google. Every good writing project starts with a plan. So start there. Use an outline. Define your chapters, your main ideas, your main points. Refresh yourself on story structure and start to map it out. One tip I got from Pat Flynn is to use post-it notes to map and organize your ideas, especially if you're a visual person. You write everything down and arrange the post-its until you have a flow that makes sense for you. And from there, you can simply follow the plan and flesh out your chapters. Don't let procrastination take over. Okay, tell me, what goal have you reached by doing it only when you feel like it? Writing a book is the same. You are not going to feel like writing. Inspiration is not going to strike often. You are not going to be motivated. That's why having a plan is crucial. You can break up the parts of the plan into small bites. Set short-term and long-term deadlines and try to stay on track to hit them. It might be helpful to set a daily or weekly word or page goal, you know, Um, maybe 10,000 words, maybe three pages, but whatever it is, set it and write it. For me, some days I didn't feel like writing what I had on the agenda, but I could pull from my outline and write something else that was more exciting for me that day. I just knew I needed to get something done. So don't feel like you don't have flexibility or that you have to be super rigid. It's just a way to keep the project going, but you will have to create the time to write if you're going to get it done. Another thing I recommend though, is to designate a writing zone or location. Um, I have spaces I write in at home, like, um, my office or my guest bedroom or even at my dining room table. But I love writing while out in public, whether at a restaurant or a coffee shop or even out in the park in the summer. I like it because I like being around the hustle and bustle and the energy of other people. It's also a way to engage most of my senses, if not all of my senses, like the smells, the sights, the sounds um, that can give me extra interest and inspiration from my environment. But also being outside of my home helped me to focus on just writing. That's all I was there for. I couldn't hop up and do these dishes real quick. I wouldn't be interrupted by being asked to help with homework. I didn't have to worry about getting up and getting dinner ready. Like I could just focus on what I was there to do. I just, I didn't even have the ability to do anything else that was distracting. Being out and about also helped me to hold to my time commitment. I knew I wasn't going to be there for like five or six hours at a time. And I also wasn't coming out of the house to just write for 10 minutes. I was going to stick to the time that I had allotted to write when I was out and about. I also always write to a soundtrack. It's another way to engage another sense and to hide my creativity since music fires up another section of my brain. Personally, I write to Kristen Gray or Andy Mineo because those are two of my favorite artists. They have just really great music. I know all their songs. Like it's a vibe. I love the lyrics. Like it it really inspires me so I can listen mindlessly. And it's funny that I can actually now see parts of my book when certain songs come on or just like remember the experience that I was having as I was listening to the song and writing or vice versa. If I'm reading my book, I can remember what song was playing while I was writing that certain section. It's just really funny how that works. 
listening to music while writing also helps me because if I pop on an album, I'll have made a lot of progress by the time it's over. Usually an album is at least an hour. So I know I'm halfway through my goal if my goal was to write for two hours that day. Listening to my favorite music while writing also relaxes me and it puts me in a really good mood. And lastly, it creates kind of a ritual in a sense in my mind. Laptops open, music's on, let's get to work. My fourth tip is that once you've gotten over procrastination and motivation, keep writing. Don't get discouraged if you have writer's block. I was watching an interview with Seth Godin the other day, and he said something pretty profound that I'm going to remember for my next book. I'll paraphrase, but he basically said that there's no such thing as writer's block. What you're feeling goes back to the need to make it good, but what's coming out isn't good. It ain't it, champ. But he encouraged writers to take the feelings out of it and just write right through the bad. And eventually you will get to the good stuff. So I'm going to take that as advice for myself and just keep writing. Most days before I could write the next chapter, I would go back to see where I left off and then start to rewrite the last chapter that I was reading. (laughs) That was a huge time waster. It really helped up my progress because I kept writing the same chapters over and over again. Do not do that. Don't do that. Aim to get it done, then polish it later. Polish it later. You know your rough draft is not the final. Keep that in mind and get the rough done. Also, sometimes it helped me to set a timer to keep me on track. I would use my phone's timer and then I would write in 30 minute increments and then I would take a break. When I had a block or was fatigued with typing, I would use my phone as a dictation device. I write in Google Docs so that I can write basically wherever inspiration strikes and I have my phone nearby. So I make a running document and when I feel like writing, I find the section I want to add to and just talk it out. If you're doing this, you just have to go back and read it to make sure that it makes sense because voice to text doesn't always get the words right or the order of words right because it's trying to keep up with the speed and pace at which you're talking. So you need to either slow down a little bit, hold your thought while it catches up, and then make sure that what you said is actually what the device wrote out. After I talked it out, I would just go back and edit what I said, add in my punctuation and my formatting, and then I changed the words that it got wrong. Doing this saved me so much time and I would highly recommend it. And as a quick tip, I use the same method when I'm engaging on social media. If I want to leave a comment, I just talk it out, correct it, and go about my day. I get so many more um, comments done in that way and really boost my engagement on those platforms. So I recommend using voice texting for that too. Here's another tip. Don't be afraid to plagiarize yourself. Use what you've got. If you write in journals, if you had a blog in the past, or if you have a notebook full of entries or just another book that you started that's related to what you're writing about now, you wrote it so you can use it. As long as you haven't sold or given the rights away, but consult a lawyer on that. I'm not a lawyer. I used to stockpile blog posts and random essays for magazine submissions, and some of them actually ended up in my book instead of on my website or submitted. Even some of my journal entries ended up in there. Hey, if it falls within your plan and outline and still applies, use it. It will get you to done more easily and much faster. My last tip is to get accountability and let them hold you accountable. 
my main source of accountability was my husband, Ray. And I would let him know what my deadlines were. I would ask him to read my chapters. You know, I would just let him hold me accountable. And he was like really integral in me getting it done. I also talked about writing a book publicly and on social media for years. And my friend Shanisha would ask me about it on Facebook occasionally. Just knowing that one person was looking for it helped motivate me to get it done. You can also get someone who understands. My friend Stelina, who is also an author, often asked me where I was on a book because she knew I was writing it and she knew I was trying to get it done. And she would offer me advice and encouragement because she had already done it before. And she's a pro. You can join a writer's group or an organization. Or if you have the resources, hire a coach for a stronger push and a more rigid timeline. Making the investment may make you take it more seriously and help you get it done with confidence. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I hope that that was helpful for you if you want to be an author with a completed manuscript. Um, I could talk about the publishing part, but maybe I'll bring somebody on for that. Maybe I'll bring Stelina on. Let me think about it. But anyways, I wanted to just talk about getting the manuscript done because that's where a lot of people are struggling. I brought it up. So let me tell you a little bit about my book. It's called Secret Donuts, A Journey to Getting Over Your Way, Aligned with God and Into Your Purpose. Actually, I'll read my book blurb. How many times in your life have you thought to yourself, if I only lose weight, my life will be complete? Oftentimes we equate our value as human beings to external factors such as our physical appearance, our professional success, or the amount of money in our bank account. We lose sight of the fact that these factors do not matter to God and that we do not need to wait for them to manifest in order to carry out our God-given purpose in life. In Secret Donuts, Alicia Watson takes us through her story of her obsession with losing weight, something she believed was a necessary step to carrying out her purpose when in fact, her compulsive need to do so was the hindrance. Through down-to-earth, funny, and profound musings, she shows us how she was able to get out of this harmful mindset and how you can too. So yeah, the book is called Secret Donuts, A Journey to Getting Over Your Weight, Align with God and Into Your Purpose. It's near and dear to my heart. It blessed me to write it. It blesses me to read it. It literally changed my life. Um, I'm going to dig deeper into the book in the next four episodes. So I hope you'll join me for that. You can pick the book up at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Books A Million, and about 60 other online retailers. Um, I'll have it up on my website next week too. Hooray. Finally, my website is almost done. I'm doing it myself. I'm actually um, really excited for it. It's turning out really good. I'm very excited for that. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you can relate, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at the Alicia Watson. And let me know if you have any questions or you want to share a story with me or if you have any feedback. I love feedback. I'm not kidding. I love feedback. Let me know what you think about the show, the topics, how you're feeling. If there's anything that you can relate to that you want me to talk about, I'm, I'm game. I'm down for it. Just let me know. On that note, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen to find podcasts. And thanks again for listening. I'm praying for all of you. I wish you much peace and many blessings. Have a wonderful week. Okay, bye.